0: Hey, Temple family, it is such an exciting time we live in it because this may be your first time joining in whichever avenue or platform you're using, be it church on Zoom, be it Facebook Live, be it YouTube. But if you are using Facebook Live or YouTube, I want you to know that there are people that are connecting on Zoom and I just invite you to be a part of it. Uh, If you can check out DownpourLive.com, just sign up and one of our incredible pastors or team will get in touch with you. But we are just in the middle of a series called Echoes in Eternity. And we're talking about eternity. And last week we set a foundation on on this whole series and the premise of it. And spoke about how to nurture and build eternal values. Today I want to talk about our resources because what we need to understand is that we, we, we should not just gain an eternal perspective, but we also need to understand that there's eternal promises that God has put within us. And I want to kick off by reading from Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, where it says, Do not store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them. And where thieves break in and steal, store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of heart, of your heart will be. I think if you've been in church circles, you've heard that last portion, but I want to really zone in on treasures here on earth. Don't store your treasures here on earth, and I want to try and define what some of those treasures are this morning, but put your treasures in heaven. And so the title of this message is Treasures in Heaven. I heard uh, a quote the other day, it was at a coffee shop, Uh, it was actually a couple of months ago, I was traveling and I saw this quote on a napkin, and it said, life is short, stay awake, drink coffee, and to that I say, amen. So all of that, the truth is, life is short. In fact, the Bible calls life a vapor. It calls life a mist, literally. I mean, you could live 70 years, you could live 80 years, but literally, when you look back, life is like a little dot in the line of eternity. And uh, research that I read the other day said 96% of people believe in some form of afterlife and i believe the rest four percent are living in denial yeah. they're probably just not thinking it through because we established the fact last week that god has put eternity literally god's put a chip in our hearts called eternity regardless of the fact that we believe in him or we don't believe in him all of us have a sense of there's something in the afterlife i want to talk about talking about eternity i want to talk about eternal treasures and eternal resources And I want to read from 1st Timothy chapter 6 verse 17 and I want to break it down as we go. It says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. Some of you just heard me read that and you're like, yeah, that's right, pastor. Teach that rich person not to be proud about their money. But I want to share some fun facts with you talking about richness because I think sometimes we misunderstand what our definition of richness is. If you earn more than forty thousand dollars annually, you are richer than ninety three percent of the world if you this morning if you did not have to worry about breakfast and if you had clothes on, you are richer than eighty seven percent of the world there 's a lot of our planet that is still living in poverty, and i I'm, I want us to understand that we are rich even if we don 't feel rich you don't you don 't have to feel healthy to be healthy if you're healthy you're healthy there are vitals and facts and things in place and measurements in place that define if you're healthy in the same way if you look at it from an aerial perspective on this planet we are actually rich god's actually blessed us more than we realize so let's keep reading verse 19 talking about riches do not those that are those that are rich do not be proud verse 19 it says by doing this they will they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the coming age so when we put our treasures in the right basket so our treasures are not going into the planet earth basket but when we put our treasures in and on the planet heaven basket we are setting ourselves up for a good foundation for the coming age and i want to pull up that word coming age and i want to sort of have a play on words because i want you to understand that there is a coming age which also means that there is a current stage so the current stage that you're living in right now don't let that dictate what is going to happen in the coming age in other words the resources of my current stage will make a direct impact in the coming age i'll say that again the resources of my current stage will make a direct impact in the coming age now that i've set a bit of a foundation around this whole coming age and current stage and resources i want to share Four things, a couple of things that I would encourage you to be thinking in the light of eternal promises and eternal resources. The first thing is this, heaven, not Earth, is my home. I think that's an easier statement to say than it is to live, because the truth is our Earth, we, we live by our five senses and we see planet Earth. We sense planet Earth, we're living in this planet Earth. And so it's easy to gauge and make decisions based on what we're seeing, sensing, smelling, feeling. But I, I need us to live our lives on the promise and on the foundation that heaven is our home. I want you to know that this life that you live right now is temporary. It may not feel temporary, especially if you're going through tragedy. If you're going through something tragic, it may feel like your whole world's come to a collision. But even if you're going through tragedy, it's still temporal. If you're going through blessings, if you're going through amazing things, it's still temporary. This life is passing in fact John 14 verse 1 says do not let your hearts be troubled trust in God and trust also in me that is Jesus talking there is more than enough room in my father's house if this were not so would I have not told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you I love this promise from Jesus he's telling us that right now you may not have the home that you want you may not have the health that you want you may not have the joy that you would like to be and entering in but I'm going and setting up a place for you and I want to have a little side note here It took God six days to build this planet. Jesus said these words 2,000 years and he's still building your home. That's got to give us some hope that this is God's doing something and, 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 and it's pretty fantastic. And so sometimes we might sort of gauge our joy. We might gauge our peace based on what is going on. But Jesus is giving us a guarantee. He's saying, I have a place for you. This earth is, is temporal, this earth is temporary, and I have a place for you. And he's saying, I want you to shift your focus. In fact, Philippians chapter 3 verse 18, it says, For I've told you often before, and I say it again, that there are many whose conduct shows, or rather their actions show, or their decisions show, or their thoughts show, that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. I need this i need this i need this they brag about shameful shameful things and they think only about this life here on earth but check out what it says verse 20 but we are citizens of heaven where the lord jesus christ yeah. lives we are citizens in heaven we are citizens of heaven rather where lord jesus christ lives and i want to encourage you because if you're going through a difficult season right now in fact i've heard a quote that people have said even as i was growing up which is if you become too heavenly minded, you become of no earthly good. I want, to beg, I want to beg and differ to that because I believe that when I am more heavenly minded, I actually become more earthly good. I feel when I'm more heavenly minded, I'm more generous. When I'm heavenly minded, I have more joy. When I'm heavenly minded, I have more peace. When, I have, when I'm more heavenly minded, I have more hope and I actually become of earthly good. Talking about that, I want to talk about unanswered prayers i want to talk about what unanswered prayers because i want to ask this the question what if and this is a question right here what if god doesn't answer all your prayers i think there are so many christians that call upon god but don't have an understanding that sometimes god doesn't answer all our prayers sometimes he doesn't and in fact i want to say this your your level of trust cannot be based on on answered prayers i think some people trust god to the level oh god answered that prayer i'm going to trust him a bit more god answered that prayer i'm going to trust him a bit more and that is an elementary level of faith that's an elementary level of belief and so here's my second point built on that premise which is all my prayers are answered in eternity there may be some prayers that god will answer here on earth and when he does that praise god but there may be some prayers that god actually will not answer now hebrews 11 is like the epic faith chapter in fact Hebrews 11 begins with now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen we hear it coded over and over and and there's this list called the hall of faith not the hall of fame the hall of faith of all these guys that went and did great things Abel did this and Noah built an ark and Abraham obeyed God but then there's a list of guys just underneath that who the Bible actually talks about who believed but yet did not receive And I want to read that. I know it's a bit sobering, but this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 14. I'm reading from the message. It says, each one of these people of faith died, not yet having in hand what was promised, but still believing. I know that doesn't get too much airtime in church. How did they do it? They saw it way off in the distance. They waved their greetings and accepted the fact that they're transients in this world. People who live this way make it plain that they're looking for their true home. If they were homesick for the old life, for the old country, they could have gone back anytime they wanted. But they were after a far better country than that. Heaven country. You can see why God is so proud of them and has a city waiting for them. I want to encourage you. If you're a person that's experienced unanswered prayers, if you're a person that's experienced prayers that you're like, is God ever going to answer that I want to encourage you that God has a city waiting for you God has a promise waiting for you and 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 I think the reason is some of us have fallen too much in love with planet earth now I need to sometimes manage that because I love planet earth but I need to work out do I love planet earth or do I love people on planet earth and I think God has got no restrictions on loving on people and we've got to always love people because they are They're not temporary, they're eternal. But I think sometimes we can fall so much in love with planet Earth that heaven is just sort of like a distant memory in the fog. And I think it's because people have had the wrong teaching on heaven. You know, I think sometimes people think that, oh, I wanna go to heaven, but I think if I go to heaven, I'll become a fat cherub who wears white, sitting on a cloud singing in a choir. (laughs) That's not heaven, that's hell. And I think sometimes we have this understanding, especially if you've had a traditional background of what heaven looks like. Do you know what the Bible says about heaven? In fact, the Bible does not just talk about heaven. The Bible actually says, God will create a new heaven and a new earth. I'm just like, I've shared this in the past that sometimes you can get more by what is not said. And I've spent hours meditating on what new earth will look like what will new australia look like what will new europe look like what what will what will be on new earth and in the new heavens i want you to think think this with me i don't know if you know this but in heaven you can travel And there's no visas, there's no random checkings, there's no travel restrictions, uh, and and you don't have to pay, and you don't even need travel insurance. You can literally travel. That's what the Bible says. Uh, Think about it. What will the new earth look like? A perfected earth where the lion and the lamb are together. Heaven, every night is Thursday night. That's exciting because here in Australia, that's late night shopping. In Dubai, that's the weekend. Every night is Thursday night. No COVID-19, heaven. Krispy Kreme, Endless Supply, that's heaven. Nickelback retires, that's heaven. I'm talking about heaven, people. And I think think sometimes we just forget about how good heaven is. And I know we don't talk about it because sometimes we're so caught up and it's important to talk about life. And I understand we've gotta be relevant. But heaven is a wonderful place. It's God's capital city. If, 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 if earth is just a foreshadow, a feeble foreshadow of God's creativity that He took six days to build, what is the new heavens and the new earth going to look like? I can only wonder. I want you to take joy in the fact that you are a citizen of heaven. And no matter what hell you are going through, you might be going through cancer, but I want you to know that in, on planet heaven, you're going to get a new body, you're going to have a new mind, you're going to have a new spirit, you're going to have a new coat, you're going to have health, and I want you to know that heaven is a beautiful place. In the light of what I just shared, that tells me that's point number three, there's limited time and incredible opportunity. I'm excited about heaven, but what that means is if heaven's around the corner, it means that, God has given us great news, but it's also limited time and incredible opportunity. And I want you to know that you are blessed. And, and, and I want to take a moment to thank everybody that called themselves part of Danport Church. And even during this whole restrictive time, during this whole tense period, you have continued to be generous. You've continued to keep us going. You've continued to help us maintain our rhythm. And I want to thank you for being a generous church. But I want to take a moment right now to cast vision, even into our generosity, saying, I don't want to store my my treasure just here on planet earth i want to invest my treasure into planet heaven yeah. and one of the ways we do that here at downpour is by giving 10 percent of our of our resources 10 percent of our finances and those of us that called us home we know it's been difficult times but we've still faithfully just gone after it over and over and i want to share a passage of scripture about what happens when we give what happens when we give i read this few years ago and it stood out to me because I grew up in a church and they passed the offering bucket so you get opportunity to give and you just think it's going into a back room somewhere a bunch of old people will count the money we don't know where it goes but when I read Acts chapter 10 a couple of years ago it shook me because check out what it says at Cicera there was a man named Cornelius a centurion who was known as an Italian regiment he and his family were devout and God fearing he gave generously to those in need talking about generosity and prayed to God regularly One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctively saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, your prayers, check these words, your prayers and your gifts have come up as a memorial offering before God. I want you to know that when you give, you're giving comes before God. I'm not saying God's keeping tabs on, oh yeah, you gave this much, so I'm going to answer your prayers. But no, God is excited about your generous spirit because anytime you're generous, it reminds, anytime you're generous, God feels like He's looking in the mirror. Yes. Wow. Anytime you're generous, God reminds Himself of Himself. And it says that your prayers came before God. I want you to know when you give, be it time, be it tithe, be it talent. When you give, it comes before God. It's not coming before a church council that is going to make decisions on how much your giving is. No, when you give, when you serve. And so this is why it's important. And here's my question. Let's do an inventory. Are we faithful with our time? Or let's take it up a notch. Do we complain when time is asked of you? Do, are we constantly just... Or here's another one. Are we constantly bragging about how much time we put in? What about our talent? What about our gifting? What about our bodies? The Bible talks about how we've been designed by God. What are we doing for the glory of God? Is our body a conduit that brings glory to God? Are we protecting our talent? Are we protecting our resources? But God is saying, I want to invest that. I want you to put that. Or what about your tithe? You know, are you faithful with your tithe or do we sort of say, I hope they saw me tithe, I hope they saw me give. And I know this might be a bit of a sobering message, but I think it's so important because it tells me one thing that when God has put eternity or when God has put eternity in our hearts, it actually means God has also given eternal promises within. Yeah. If eternity lives in your heart, then there are etern- eternal promises within and the way we access the eternal promises of God is by giving our time, our talent, and our tithe. Is by being generous, is by saying, you know what, I'm going to keep doing this because heaven is my home, earth is temporary. And I hope this message is speaking hope to you this morning. I know there are people that are watching from many different spectrums, and maybe you've sort of been going through a difficult time, and I want you to know, my friend, that is okay. And maybe this is a time where you want to put your hope, not here on earth, but put your hope in heaven. You may be going through hell. You might be living through hell. I mean, I always, I will, And here's the thing I tell people. If you're going through cancer, I will keep believing for you to be healed of cancer. But you know what? Let's say we don't win this round with cancer. You don't have a, down, you don't have a downgrade. You have an upgrade. In heaven, there is no cancer. In heaven, there is no death. In heaven, there is no tears. In heaven, there is no pain. And, and let's look onward. Let's look onward. In fact, I love what it says that these guys in Hebrews 12 were homesick. There's been times where I worshipped and I have felt homesick. I've never been home, but I felt homesick being in the presence of God. And let's be people that are not just looking here on what we can get out from planet Earth, but let's be people that are investing into planet heaven. Why don't we pray? Father, I thank you for each and every person watching. I pray just like you're birthing in me and you're birthing in us an eternal perspective. Let us not just be mindful of what we did or what we didn't do or what could have happened, but let's be people. When people come in contact with us, let them come in contact with people that carry eternal values. Let us be people that that put our treasures in the right basket, not here on planet Earth, but put our treasures... In planet heaven. A kingdom that you have promised us. We give you all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for watching. I believe God's definitely done a heart surgery in some of us. Maybe it's, it's time for us to do a bit of inventory. Every time I say this, I have to do an inventory of my own heart. And say, Alwyn, where are you putting your time? Where are you putting your values? And I pray that God's blessed you through this message. Can't wait to see you next week.